0: Pain
1: to, Pain make, to it make it slap, slap for, you. for you. Welcome. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening. Whenever you're listening to this, welcome to the Half Poor Trap Podcast. My name is Daryl Harris. I'm here with my boy Chuck. Chuck, how you doing, bro? I'm doing well.
0: Uh, sorry for the hiatus to all of our listeners, but we're back now. We hope to be providing you content on a pretty uh, continuous schedule. So, uh, before we get right into it, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't acknowledge this—the one-year anniversary of the passing of the one and only Kobe Bryant. Um, I'm not from LA. I'm from Dallas. I'm just a hoop head. And I, f- my feelings for Kobe fluctuated over the years, from hate because he was always beating my teams, to respect, to admiration, and then just complete, complete, utter awe of the man he became later on in life, especially post-basketball was as a father Um, just really an inspiration not only to athletes but all men out there Um, and like I said I'm not even from LA so Darrell I'm sure you've got even deeper feelings on this if you want to go ahead and share your
1: piece yeah 100% man I mean I echo what you're what you're saying bro Um, it's a topic that's just tough to get deep into because you know it's going to take a toll on you. Like, you just know kind of how – what you're going to see or what you're, how, what you're going to feel. But it's been a quick year, man. A, a lot has happened, but it's such a frequent reminder, like, everywhere you look to where, like, for the entire year feels like, you know. Well, and
0: the, leg- a- the legacy lives on through the shoes, through his family, I mean. Through yeah. the players he's mentored and inspired. I mean, and yeah. I think that's why it is such a constant reminder. And, you know, even in this year of turmoil, the death of Kobe Bryant still looms large um, because of the cultural impact he had, not only on the game of basketball, but on America. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. It's just the, mean, it's a, the story, the story that his life told. Is just, you got to respect it. Like, you got to, you know, it's kind of like the dream, you know. You, you apply yourself somewhere from an early age. You don't let anybody tell you what you can do. And at the end of the day, you prove them all wrong. Like. Hard work. I put my hands up.
0: Like. Yeah. Hard, hard work gets you every time. Um, so, before we move on, I just wanted to say. Rest in power, Kobe
1: Bean Bryant. I echo that, man. You killed that. I can't say anything uh, else to go along with that. So, with that being said, man, we got ourselves a season. We do. That we do indeed. Where do you want to kick it off, Daryl? Well, it's only one spot that feels appropriate, and that's beginning with the Brooklyn Nets. Because the James Harden trade, notorious right it has it's settled in a little bit much speculation and we do have a new big three in Brooklyn tell me man what are your thoughts what just what are your what are your service level thoughts
0: I think it might be the most talented three players from an offensive standpoint ever assembled on any given
1: team I shouldn't feel bad for feeling the same way, right? Like, that's
0: – I mean, I that's really my thoughts
1: watching five or six games so far. It's just like so,
0: – So, put all the locker room stuff aside. Kyrie is, if not the best in the discussion for the best ball handler of all time. And mm-hmm. the way he can finish around the basket – underneath the basket just so many creative ways is unparalleled in the league right now. Yeah. Kevin Durant. I don't know if he looks, uh, like the same Kevin Durant pre Achilles, but he looks just as good. Mm -hmm. He may not be as powerful as explosive, but he's added another layer to his finesse and he's shooting the ball better than ever before.
1: I noticed a very similar thing. Um, you kind of see that he's not trying to put any undue physical stress on his body when he doesn't have to. So like his in-between game is a bit more nuanced. Like I saw right, some so floaters that like I missed or like some bank shots that are just like, cool. the, you, can't, you can't block that.
0: The play uh, where he shook Bam, I think twice, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, and then he came around for the dunk.
1: Not in the, in the first he game or the second one.
0: Uh, The one where he pretty much dropped him. Okay, yeah, because I was just – yeah. Um. And then came around, he still dunked it, but it wasn't a power finish and it wasn't a power play. It was a finesse play to get to the basket. And I think that's, especially as he gets older, the way his game needs to be geared. If he wants to continue to produce at this elite level, which I think everybody thinks he's capable of for at least another half decade.
1: Yeah, it's almost Um, even more demoralizing seeing a guy kill you with finesse.
0: Harden is the kind of wild card to me. I think he and – I mean, well, Kyrie's the wild card, let's be honest. But uh, the chemistry Harden yeah. and Durant have together is all evident. Um, I think Harden actually is willing to take a backseat to Durant. Um, I think he knows he Gladly. has to in order for it to work. Yeah, um, He's still going to get his shots. Uh I think the best way to maximize these three, and again, it's so much easier said than done because this, you're managing so mm-hmm. much ego. You've got to bring either Harden or Kyrie off the
1: bench. It's so crazy that it actually could work. That's funny, man. People wanted to rip. Especially if Dinwiddie was healthy and you
0: could bring Kyrie off the bench and have him playing 30 minutes a game where all he has to do is cook.
1: Yeah. Because well, let's be real, I, that's I, all I'll he wants to do pod, anyway. And somebody said that, and, of course, people kind of wanted to laugh him out the room. But it makes quite a bit of sense. There's plenty of possessions accounted for with Harden and Kyrie on the floor together. Well, and, Harden, and I, and, I, and, think I mean, with KD like, and Kyrie. Agreed. You were to take Harden and let him. But that's the thing. Um, I, I love this trio for, like, I have, like, Optimism for what they could be because Harden's flexible. He's kind yeah. of willing to be. He's passing like floaters that he would have shot every time yep. in Houston right now. Yep. He's deferring, and his like you can see his whole mentality is like kind of like reconfigurating. So, so this brings me go.
0: this brings me to my next point. And I raised it a couple of weeks back before the trade, and I phrased it like this: I was like, Harden is either soft as baby shit. Or he is an evil Machiavellian genius who for the past three and a half months has been just plummeting his trade value so that whatever team he does end up going to doesn't have to give up as much to get him and are in a better place once they acquire him now along Brooklyn with the up, heavier yes so yeah I think I'm I, I'm convinced that he had, like, one of those fake pregnancy patch things strapped around his he belly, like up in warm-ups.
1: Yeah, with the heating pad around his back.
0: No, 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 like a pregnancy pad, like one of the fake baby bump pads. Like, that was that was a
1: gut gut. Yo, my girlfriend told me to stop laughing at those jokes. <laughs> Sorry, <guys>. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I can't say it now. I feel bad. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's, it's like that. I, soft as baby shit. And McAdelian genius, two top ten Chuck-isms for the record. So,
0: yeah, no, that, that's that's pretty on brand for me. Um, and, yes, Brooklyn gave up a lot, and they could potentially be repeating past mistakes with the Celtics trade. But I don't think they gave up nearly as much as what it would have cost to acquire peak happy James Harden. Yeah because peak happy James Harden is
1: untradeable. That's why I just I will, time will tell because they have capital that lasts a very long time. Uh, they'll be reaping the benefits of this trade. Houston will uh, well into the decade, but just right now it's so frustrating because it's like, it's James freaking Harden. How do you not get a little bit more in return future draft picks and a season and a half maybe of Oladipo and some rotation. Oh, no,
0: players. he's, he's up after the season.
1: Right. Like maybe he, maybe they stay another half being, maybe he stays. <laughs>
0: right. Right. Yeah, it's just I mean, like, I like it better. I like to order it like, for the Rockets before they flipped Levert for Oladipo. Um, Likewise. With that being said, the only team I like this trade for is Cleveland. Um, and it didn't even make sense for them. But when you can add somebody of the caliber of Jared Allen for yeah. what's going to be a bottom five first round pick and Milwaukee's pick, then you you have to leap on that opportunity.
1: Yeah, every, it's, it's things are looking up in Cleveland. Adding a freaking legitimate under 25 rep protector who, you know, it, add them to the formula. We'll take what we can get there. They're definitely stole. And also on that trade, real quick, shout out to Karis LeBert, who I believe went underwent, underwent successful kidney surgery. Yes, I just so, I got the
0: notification. That's well. great news. Uh, for all of our listeners, it is about two thirty, or I'm sorry, uh, twelve thirty out there on the West Coast, two thirty okay. here in Dallas, and uh, three thirty out there on the East Coast.
1: But so, yeah, just to, to say for for lack of a sample size on Brooklyn, and the, yeah, we'll we'll see plenty coming up. I like it, man. It's fun to watch. They're, early returns, early
0: returns are good, yeah. and we'll get into that a little bit later.
1: Yeah. But
0: um, now that we've kind of addressed the trade, let's get into a little trade talk. Any players you want to see on the move? Like, don't feel free to uh, feel free to come out with some hot takes.
1: Hmm. Teams you think need to add a player? Ways you think you could do it? I'm gonna I'm let you. I'm gonna let you talk about your boy. I'm going to start in Boston. I'm going to start in Brooklyn. Hmm.
0: Go ahead. Trade Kyrie Irving.
1: See, they could. And I was talking to Terrell about this. If the Nets were to get Harden in the preseason, I was like, if if they do that, I feel like that indicates that they're looking to the future with KD and Harden. And now Kyrie is very expendable. And
0: this might be one of those situations where four quarters on the dollar is exactly what Brooklyn needs to recover from right. everything they gave up to get Harden.
1: Right. They need depth. Amen. Well, we'll save that for later, too, and put some respect on people.
0: And then, and then lost in all of this is that Spencer Dinwiddie, who currently leads the league – or leads the East in plus-minus at plus-14. Um which, I mean, he's hurt, so that's not going to change. But, yeah, you know, I, I think he's a legit starting point guard in this league and has been for a couple of years. And if you can move Kyrie, get some front court help, and on top of that maybe require some draft assets, then I think it's definitely worth looking into for Steve Nash and the Brooklyn Nets.
1: The fact that they were able to – hold on to Dinwiddie just because he unfortunately got injured and now he's still a part of their roster moving forward when before the season the package that leaked he was probably definitely going to be a part of the trade that's a big W for, for Brooklyn whether they keep him or not but, by yeah. the way I
0: don't know if we preface this at the start of the pod uh, because we've been on such a long hiatus we're gonna spend this pod just addressing the Eastern Conference and then we'll do another pod Later on in the week, addressing the Western Conference, just to kind of get caught up on everything, and then our hope is to fall back into a more routine schedule to, you know, yeah. give you guys hopefully the content you want.
1: That crossed my mind as well, but you know, when you got something natural going, you just don't want to jump in the middle of it. I was like, you cook.
0: Oh, my bad. No, I'm just so, chef's got to take a break sometimes.
1: Trey Kyrie for—I mean, I'm sure there's a there's certainly a package out there. It's Kyrie Irving so right and any package will have assets even if they get some picks back type like that's not a bad thing
0: well he's under contract i don't believe he has a no trade clause i mean even if it's a market team that he wouldn't necessarily be happy in where has he been happy
1: yeah which is why i feel like maybe he's at his happiest where he's at because he feels like he can blend in new york sometimes but he, I don't know. He's but, one of the guys but that. If,
0: but if it's detrimental to the team, then at that point it's irrelevant, right?
1: Since he's come back, there's a, there's like a, a there's been a change in like the hierarchy of just the ball, like in the yeah. fourth quarter. Yeah. And I feel like people, they, they're comfortable with letting Kyrie putting up with whatever it takes if at the end of games you can do what we need you to do. So hopefully, maybe it sticks. Sticking with point guards, though. I don't think that the Celtics need Kemba Walker. So what, you want to throw
0: Peyton Pritchard into the fire?
1: If you can't count on him, and this is, what, year three in Boston now? Or is this your year, second year there? Are you talking about Pritchard or Walker? No, uh, Kemba's. Oh, Kemba? Um, two or
0: three.
1: Right. But – I haven't seen. I've hardly ever seen the the a sequence where I'm just like, "This is what they need," because of what Kim was contributing. He he's always kind of falling in a tertiary role between for after Jalen and Jason Tatum, and honestly, sometimes even Marcus Smart. And but really, instead of getting rid of Marcus Smart, who gives you so much defensively, so yeah. much just as a team passion, yeah, yeah. yeah. why not relinquish somebody who's honestly just getting us? a spare 15 to 20 consistently.
0: I mean, what what package would even be out there for Kimba, though? Maybe New Orleans. I saw that they're potentially interested in moving um, J.J. Redick and um, Alonzo Ball.
1: I, Western Conference pod, we will address New Orleans. But maybe. No, but I, I just – I mean, no, you know, yeah, feasible fish, scenario. Yeah. I have a hard time projecting trades just because I feel like whatever I, you know, whatever's out there. Point guard's the most heavily
0: saturated position in the league. Right. So, I mean, at that price tag, considering he hasn't been contributing all that much in his age, his injury history, I don't know how many I mean, buyers a couple of teams
1: a couple of teams could go the uh the Houston Washington route which might be a thing in the future because we have so many where we just do, hey let's point guard swap like it's not working with our guy let's take let's take yep. yours you take ours and like yep. maybe something happens but
0: fair enough fair enough
1: who's um, to say? I just kind of see him as a very movable piece if they want to raise their ceiling
0: I've got two very similar ones that I just kind of want to address at once mm-hmm. um Atlanta and Cleveland. Oh, man. Both of who have been genuine surprises so far. So, wait, hold on.
1: Before you tell me, we haven't talked about this. Is it Drummond to Atlanta? No, 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 no. Ah. They both have too many bigs. So, one of them would have to go back, and Capella has turned it on. So, well, I'm not,
0: I'm not I'm talking about them trading with each other. I'm talking about individually. Okay. I think Atlanta needs to move one of Capella, Collins – or oh mm-hmm. especially with them running gallo at the four so much and then on the cleveland side of things they just trade for jared allen but they still have kevin love they still have andre drummond they've got JaVale mcgee you know like it's like something's got to give and there's definitely a market out there for bigs that can come in and help contribute immediately especially for teams that might be you know a trade away from contention
1: no, it's. I definitely think both teams can make a move. Uh, Atlanta. I think you're higher on John Collins than I am, and I think I'm just lower than the general public is on him because I, I I like I can see what he's good at, but then I'm still just like, oh, is he winning games for for a team? You know, so I definitely could see them looking to let one of them go, and probably would max out what they can do, but. Atlanta's surpassed expectations so far this season still. Well, and,
0: and they don't want to pay John Collins what he wants at the end of the season anyway. Yeah. So why which, not? Which probably makes him more gettable.
1: And you probably can get the most in return for him. Right, because he's playing for a contract. A team that's one of probably buying high like or buying yeah. low on him is like, oh, let's do it.
0: Yeah. I they
1: agree. like his future. Cleveland, just at the behest of Colin Sexton – is going to be reckoned with one way or another because their roster does not suggest that they should just be hanging in every game, but they are.
0: Yeah, so I – I was torn between Sexton and Garland for most improved player, and I went with Garland and almost immediately regretted it. Um, So far? Well, no, before the season even started, I was like, 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 what am I – Cause I mean I recruited, or I I scouted Sexton all the way back as senior in high school, when oh, there man. was the whole yeah. him versus Trevon Duvall debate, and everyone thought Trevon was better. Yeah, and I watched Drew, them that, play. That was his
1: guy. Drew put me on to Colin in high school. It was like, yo, check him out.
0: I I, I watched them play head to head, and at the end of it, I was like, Colin Sexton reminds me of Allen Iverson.
1: It's a dog in there. Yeah. Yeah. Not, and physically, not, not he's capable. Of, a yeah, facts. physically, like he's capable of more than he just should be. Like he gets offensive rebounds and like tip ins. His block on KD, like
0: well, and, and there the was shots, never a doubt. Like, and the, and the shot keeps getting
1: better. Oh yeah, because he has the the mentality like card where he can lock it in sometimes, and like yeah. shots just are going down. Definitely. So if it fundamentals and consistently just improves, that's scary.
0: <laughs> All right, so let's move on to uh, some of our surprises and disappointments.
1: You, you want to start? it off? Well, probably, yeah, I'll take it. Um, let's just get him out the way. We're, what, 20 or so minutes in, and we haven't mentioned this guy yet. We're talking about the Eastern Conference. Giannis and Milwaukee. Milwaukee, I'm, uh, I'm both I'm, – I'm optimistic, but I'm disappointed still a little bit. I think that they're gonna have a good run in the playoffs, but probably a similar exit to last year based on what we're seeing so far.
0: I just think they need to restructure the way they use him within the offense.
1: Yeah, it kind of, the light bulb clicked on, for me, that Giannis probably shouldn't play outside of the paint and that he's just a big, but let him drive, let him play in transition. Let him flow. Let him be who he is. And, let, of course, let him shoot if he starts making some. But I wanted to see an experiment where he took six threes a game and just see over, you know, 30 games, 40 games. Does it go up? Does it look better? Does he look more more of a threat? And I don't know. I just – it's not it's, – it's losing games. If that's the case, put him where you're going to win. And he should be cleaning up stuff all game long. And they should be playing through Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. And more pick and roll. Like, I don't know. It's not enough. But the Giannis right. assist game and creation game, that shouldn't be. I'm disappointed in that so far.
0: So, for a pleasant surprise, I got Philly. Currently leading the Eastern Conference. Within the East, they're second in free throw attempts, first in blocks per game, and fourth in plus minus. On top of that, Embiid, within the Eastern Conference, is fourth in points per game, first in free throw attempts, fourth in rebounds per games, and ninth in individual plus-minus.
1: And mind you, he's only playing 31 minutes a game.
0: He's a monster. And with some of the tweaks Mori has made to the roster, specifically Seth Curry, who is shooting – the hell out of
1: the ball. Oh, I, I have to see what his per 36s are, matter of fact, because um, those are insane numbers.
0: But, yeah, I, I Philly is a team that I think is getting slept on a little bit.
1: Shout uh, out to Black Rivers.
0: Yeah. Maybe. I mean, Some, you know, Something's
1: working over there.
0: Whatever I mean. it is it's working. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. Hmm. No surprise? Keep it on the bright side? The Knicks currently eighth in the East. Something is a there is something is a new in that organization. You know they hired, got a new team president before the season, Leon Rose. He assembled a brand new front office. Roll Um, by. They're you know highly esteemed, and we'll probably see some of. There were their results in years to come, but you can yeah. just tell that the culture is different, the energy is they're, different, the players. They're building.
0: Employees. They're building everything back up the right way, which is something the Knicks franchise hasn't done since yeah. before either of us was alive.
1: Yeah, Julius has been doing his stuff. I didn't know that he was that he had this kind of you know, he level he was going to tap into. So it's definitely good to see.
0: High usage rate, and his turnovers are still a little high, but on the whole
1: it's it's great to see Julius playing well. kind of there, so and that's better than I would have expected and right if, if those two are your lead guys, you kind of know your team's going to have a chip on their shoulder.
0: Well, and if Barrett can get that jumper to fall consistently, then he becomes the player that we all thought he could be coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. And you know Mitchell Robinson has been a beast. New York is actually first in rebounding per game in the Eastern conference right now.
1: And not only that, they're in a terrific position moving forward. They have all of their first round draft picks in like the next five years. They have a couple others that are going to kick in because of the Porzingis trade. They're going to have the most cap space in next off season based off the current roster projections. Not that they can bank on a star coming there because we've seen how that's went in, in recent years, but they've doubled down on their in-home talent. And it's where they still have financial flexibility. So it's, it's like now they're really attractive destination. Like let's talk about it. Coach Tibbs, everything. It's whether or not this year results in them being that team, because they're still, you know, they're, they're exceeding expectations right now. It's a, it's a change there.
0: They're going to have two first round picks both Dallas and their own this year, and a loaded draft. So, again, they're doing things the right way.
1: Can't wait to let you uh, tell us some more about that because, yeah, that, that's something to look forward to.
0: Uh, I've got one more surprise, and I've got one disappointment, if you don't mind me going back-to-back back real quick. Go for it. Disappointment, I don't know what is going on in Miami.
1: whole lot of something.
0: They're currently 13th. Ahead of only Washington and Detroit,
1: yeah, and I get it. There's not that much separation, but they are if behind the two Eastern worst Conference. teams are the only teams worse than you. Doesn't mean you're you can't be that comfortable.
0: They are behind the Eastern Conference powerhouses such as the Chicago Bulls, Charlotte Hornets, and Orlando Magic.
1: And, and those are laydowns.
0: just and those are just the teams ahead of them that are also outside of the playoffs.
1: Uh, let's let's wait and see. Let's wait and see. I know it's early, but as I told early. you, you can't. We can't. Like that narrative can't be applied that much this season because even though it's only twelve games fewer, the end of the season is going to creep up quick, and that margin of error is that much smaller for teams to write the ship if they didn't start off on a good note. So they could find themselves just salvaging a lottery pick this year if they had it, even just right. because it didn't go their way.
0: And my pleasant surprise, not that much of a surprise, but a little bit of a nag on you for your Giannis thing earlier. Milwaukee, who is within the Eastern Conference.
1: the optimistic.
0: First in three point percentage, third in rebounds per game, second in assists per game, and first in plus minus.
1: Yo, my fantasy team eats from Drew Holiday. And I their, I their bet their front do. court. I have Brooke I and Bobby do. Portis. <laughs> so I'm I'm a fan. I like I'm paying close attention. Um I just always want to see more from Giannis, but I don't try to yeah. get my hearts on it.
0: And then obviously the only other team that I think we both expect and hope to see more out of is Toronto. Um, granted they're living and playing in Tampa Bay, which I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy, but I forget that.
1: I forget that. <laughs> and I don't know how they're we, – we, we I wonder how them. that's going for them. We lost
0: to them on the road, and I was like, man, losing hurts, but it really hurts when you lose in Tampa Bay.
1: That's funny, man. That's funny. If you the have, Raptors successfully revive Stanley Johnson, then that would be a plus. That would be a positive.
0: <laughs> you, uh, you got any more surprise disappointments?
1: Free, uh, free Bradley Beal. That's, yeah. that's About it. Yeah. The loser. I mean, and disappointment he, is definitely Russ, man. I don't know. That I poor don't man. I'm gonna have to admit how how bad he looks.
0: That but. poor man is the Deshaun Watson of the NBA right now. I've got so much sympathy for him. Well put. Well he, put. He he deserves to be on a winning team. He's a winning player. He's.
1: What's really he stings is
0: through all of it. Say
1: John Wall was there.
0: Right. Right. <laughs> I was like, Houston absolutely just won this trade. Way They, what, they like, had John Walls of, too.
1: I was
0: like, are you kidding Who me? wanted they, to
1: stay and, and play getting, with like, – They're
0: getting healthy John Wall and a first-round pick back for Russ. Are you, excuse my language, shitting me?
1: <laughs> like, that just was – that makes that even worse.
0: That was bonkers. They have
1: like five players that are just on the injured list like every game. <laughs> Yeah,
0: so I guess I already kind of shouted out Jalen Brown, I believe, for being fifth in points per game in the East. Yeah. He's also averaging a combined two blocks and steals per game and just really stepped his game up, especially in clutch moments. He's yeah. – he's. And people talk about Batman and Robin, but – East drive I mean, for, for stride.
1: East drive for stride with Tatum. They're starting like, to honestly. look
0: more like Superman and Batman right? Or, you know, whatever yeah. kind of equivalent. They're complimentary
1: too, which was just...
0: You, well, and, and they, they clearly enjoy playing together, which which means a lot. Yeah. Um, Embiid was the other one I had. Um, you got any player shout outs before I get a this couple our, of quick rants off?
1: Just I put some respect on their name. Uh, shout out to... Uh, I'm going to double this one up. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon and Demontis bonus. Okay. Because they're engineering that team. That's not a word, but I just said it. Um, they have them resembling to me like a, like a college team. That was like a great five that you put out there. And no surprise, a guy like Malcolm Brogdon, Virginia, that's what he does. Um, yeah. But they're yeah. really balling. Um, I want to say I have one or two more. But I certainly wanted to give them a shout-out because I've been a big Indiana fan, watching a lot of their games. Fourth,
0: fourth in the East right now.
1: Big time. Big time. Um, we'll have to wait and see. If any more comes to me, eh. This isn't so much put some respect on their name. Like, they're here. But everybody hated the Gordon Hayward deal. Dude's averaging career high points, shooting 40, 50, 90. And I was just rooting for him. To return to,
0: he's also costing them forty million dollars a year on the tenth place team of the Eastern Conference. But yeah, you know, I'm I'm glad he's found his stride.
1: He ain't he ain't chopped
0: liver. No, I look. I again, he's he's had some of the most horrific injury luck of any NBA player of our generation. So to see him back out there and really performing is fantastic. I just, you know, the price tag is what it is, and it's high.
1: Right. Rookie watch, we'll, we'll stay tuned just because it's been generally underwhelming. Yeah, so far.
0: Um, I've got a quick little rant I want to go off before we close the show. The NBA I'm referees listening. are getting completely out of pocket.
1: <laughs> Tell me more.
0: These calls – are just so soft. The techs are so soft. And (laughs) it's because because there are no home fans to keep these guys honest. This is turning into the Stanford prison experiment. These referees are fully in their bags. And something must be done.
1: Yeah man because something it, it it's worth an invisible amount of points but something it was definitely lost where we have a ref knowing that he's going to get killed if he misses this call or you know just does a ticky tack over the back foul with a minute left at the end of a possession like
0: yeah Trey Young's averaging what like 15 free throw attempts a yeah, game yeah
1: come on he, they, he, they're the board they're bored. They gotta keep the sound going. If we just watch if you watch a game with, with seven back and forths, they're not doing their job. <laughs> like, I feel you on that. It is tough though. It is tough. Everybody's having to stay engaged. There's like a microscope on the game. What
0: microscope on their lives really with
1: Yeah, what the pandemic's uh, doing to the game is a documentary that's yet to be, you know, made because right, they're living it. Absolutely. But I can't imagine. You know, no. a lot of like some NFL players have said that they just had to find their own motivation to play so far. And I imagine that, you know, some rookies are having to do that too. Uh, The motivation Um, is money. Like, yeah, because.
0: Or championships. We can win or lose. We're not
1: playing in front of anybody. If we're not that good, guess what? (laughs) Y'all weren't going to be happy anyway. (laughs) Like, I don't know. It's interesting. Because some teams are definitely still playing hard and giving it everything they got to make some history. And yeah,
0: for sure, for sure. All right, well, personally, that's all I've got. I don't know about you.
1: No, I think we effect, uh, efficiently attacked the Eastern Conference. Um, there's a lot that I'm just, you know, not getting into because I'm like, all right, let's save it for the West or let's save it for playoff predictions. But so far, so good. We didn't overreact too hard one way or the other, which – you know, it's easier said than done. Yes, sir. All right, uh, well, I appreciate we thank you, man. you
0: guys for tuning in. We'll be bringing you some more content soon. Uh, before Daryl plays this outro music, we're just gonna take a quick moment of silence for Kobe and Gigi and all of the other victims lost in that tragic helicopter crash a year ago today. Um, Would you mind if like,
1: uh, I just extended really quickly while we're here? No, no, please won't do. Really the, one of the great lasting things of, of Kobe, because remember I said I kind of want to talk about it at the end. I didn't want to yeah. lead with it because it, it, it's it's always there. But before we close, um, definitely one of his parting gifts to the basketball community was just, like, the Kobe chip. Like, we see that in the players now. Like, if a player is even wearing Kobe's, it's almost like they're suggest- they're showing you, hey, I'm holding myself accountable if I don't reach my – you know, growth arc, it's like I shouldn't even be wearing these shoes right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. You see that yeah, in folks like that. like Shay, you see that in Devin Booker, you see that in so many DeMar. young guys. DeMar. DeMar, like it's And it's gonna continue to be here. Like it's not gonna really go away because yep. you know, the, the legends the legacy, never die. Legacies death never die. Simply put. and Sweet Man. Thank y'all if you out there Come back soon because we will have some more for you. And until then, keep on trapping. You already know the vibes. All right. Y'all be well and
0: stay safe out there. Crazy times. Take a quick moment of silence and then we'll hit you with our smooth outro music.
1: Yes, sir. Pain to make it slap for you.